Welcome back to the Proverbs 31 Ministries podcast, where we share biblical truth for any girl in any season. I'm your host, Meredith Brock, and I am here with my co-host, Kaylee Olson. Hi, Meredith. So glad to be here with you today. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while or are familiar with our ministry, you've probably heard us say the line, know the truth, live the truth, it changes everything. Mayor, do you want to tell them a little bit about what that means? Yeah, well, we believe that when a woman knows the truth of God's word, when she studies it, she reads it, and she hides it in her heart, she'll apply and live that truth out in her everyday interactions. And ultimately... It'll change everything for her. Mm -hmm. We expose women to the truth of God's word through this very podcast Mm -hmm. you're listening to right now. Our online Bible studies, our first five mobile app, our encouragement for today devotions, and we even do it a little bit on social media. Mm -hmm. So one thing we wanted to do today, though, was bring in a special guest to help us spend more time on knowing the truth. Yeah, and I'm excited to introduce our guest, Joel Munamole, who is giving our teaching today. Welcome, Joel. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, Meredith. How are you guys doing? Doing Doing great. Joel is the director of theology at Proverbs 31 Ministries, and we've always got him busy (laughs) making sure what we say lines up correctly with God's word. We're glad he made some time for us today. He's going to spend some time on the basics of how we can know the truth Mm -hmm. and give us some basic principles for how to study the Bible on our own. That's awesome. Um, Well, Guys, first, thank you so much for having me. This Absolutely. Is, this is uh, fun. These are the highlights of my week for sure when I get to mm. uh, pull my face out of books and commentaries and, um, right. and spend some time um, with, with people and friends. Um, we're flattered. Yeah. Look at that. That's so sweet. <laughs> um, so, you know, one of the things that uh, – I'm, I'm a PhD student right now. I'm studying theology. And um, one of the things that the Lord has recently convicted me on, uh, if you were to walk into my home uh, study office area, I've got like 10 different books that I've got to read in about like three months, right? And so the other day I was in um, just reading a book and it kind of just dawned on me that I found myself spending more time reading books about God than actually reading God's word. Mm. Um, and I began to think like, man, that's such a struggle. Like how easy is it for me to open up a C.S. Lewis book or um, a book by your favorite Christian author, you know, and, and read their thoughts about God. But God has been so good. He has been so gracious to give us his actual words um, in the form wow. of the Bible that is so like we have never lived in an age and a time where the scriptures are more accessible to us today. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, literally jump onto Google and you can find any Bible translation that you want uh, and it's all available. But I think one of the things as I've taught and uh, as people have asked different questions, it can feel daunting on where do I start? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. do I need to know Greek and Hebrew? And um, what are all the like techniques and and strategies in order to, to study scripture? And I think what can happen is the daunting questions 
almost lead us away from studying God's word to I'll just settle for mm-hmm. what another person has to say about God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe my goal for us today uh, in this teaching time is to really show that with four very basic principles, like you, we're not going to go through Greek or Hebrew or any of that by just what God has given us, um, his common grace, his gifts that he's given us. We can literally look at a passage of scripture and we can glean the depth and the beauty from God's word. And so um, we're going to go through four basic principles of Bible study. Um, so the very first one, and if you've got your Bibles or you're, you're going to replay this at some point in time, we're going to find ourselves in Mark chapter six. Um, but one of the very first things that we're going to ask of you is to simply observe the text. So what does that mean, Joel? Like observe the text? This is literally where you're going to sit down, you're going to read a section of scripture, and you're going to start to ask some specific questions. Mm -hmm. This is the who, the what, the when, the where, the why. Like, so in my, like, if you guys were with me and Meredith and Kaylee, you can kind of see my Bible in Mark chapter six, you see the markups that are taking Mm -hmm. place. I've got notes and I've got highlights and I've literally got question marks. Like, what does that even mean? Um, And so when I'm observing the text, I'm going through and I'm looking for specific locations. I'm looking for people that are named. I'm looking for words. Words. Like uh, uh, Mark 6 verse 45 starts with immediately. Mm-hmm. Why would that section of scripture start with the word like immediately? And I'm just trying to ask some questions uh, about the text. Now, here is like the greatest challenge I think that we all have when it comes to studying God's word. We want to jump right into answering all of our questions, mm-hmm. right? We want to know the answer as quick. I mean, if we think about the information age that we're in right now, I walk around my house sometimes and I go, Alexa, what's the weather like? And Alexa pops up and sometimes Alexa can understand my accent. I'm Indian, so you know, but sometimes Alexa can't. And so, but like instantly I'm like, oh, what's the weather in Philadelphia? And tell me exactly mm-hmm. what, the, what the weather is. And we've become accustomed um, and really almost um, cultivated to expecting answers to our questions mm-hmm. instantly. Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to encourage you and encourage what I encourage myself is to pause, mm. slow down. Dwell in the text, meditate in the text, allow those questions to continue to grow and, and, and make those notes and try not to just jump right into, um, answering what this might mean. So another acronym that I, I got in Bible college that I think is super helpful for me is uh, an acronym AIM AIM, and that is called the author's intended meaning. Um, who is the author of this text and what did they set out to say? Like, what was their message to these people? And that leads us to our second point. So we've now observed the text. We've asked all these questions. We've looked at repetition of words. Um, the next step is interpretation. This is exactly what everybody is trying to get to, but we don't want to bypass all of the details. Once we get to interpretation, we're just asking, okay, now what did the author actually mean by this passage of scripture? What are we supposed to learn as a result of this? And so when we look at a passage like Mark 6 verses 45 um, through 52, it's this passage where Jesus, um, it's right after this miracle that takes place, Jesus sends his disciples onto a boat onto the Sea of Galilee. Jesus leaves. 
he separates himself from them. He goes on top of a mountain to pray. And then as he's walking back down, the disciples, they experience a pretty tremendous storm. And this storm scares them like crazy. So imagine these are professional fishermen. They've spent their lives out on the sea. Why would they be so terrified? This must be something serious. And, and, and scripture is so specific. Um, it says that uh, in verse 48, and he saw that they were making headway painfully for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them. 49, but when he saw them, walking on the sea. They thought he was a, a ghost and he cries out for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, take heart. It is I do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them and the wind ceased and they were utterly astounded. So what does this passage mean? When Jesus is separated from the disciples, the disciples experience chaos on the sea. They are terrified, but I love what the scriptures say that as Jesus is walking by, he sees them, he observes their plight, he sees their chaos, and instead of passing by them, he literally walks onto the boat, he steps onto the boat, and when he steps onto the boat, the chaos of this sea and uh, and the storm, it ceases. Mm -hmm. So when Jesus is now present with them, their peace is returned, and so I just think about what that means for our lives and the imagery of the storms that we have and we've experienced. Mm -hmm. And by just looking at some observation of these details and seeing what the author intended to show was that when Jesus is with us, when we um, are observant of who he is and when he enters into our lives, now the storm may not cease miraculously every time, but what does change is the physical proximity of who he is to us and our mm -hmm. confidence in the one who actually created the storm mm -hmm. and the one who speaks life uh, and breath into all of us. So that's the second one, the Third one is application. It would be an absolute disaster if we just stopped at interpretation. Mm -hmm. Like, how do the scriptures now motivate and inform our very next steps of life? Mm -hmm. This isn't just head knowledge for us to learn, but it actually is informing how we think about our life, our context, our marriages, our children, our parenting. I mean, you think about all of those different areas of life. Scripture is meant mm -hmm. to inform that. And so uh, when we think about application, this third part, we're thinking about the so what. Mm -hmm. what do I do next as a result of what I know to be true about Scripture? And so when I think about Mark chapter 6, um, I think about, well, what are the behavioral patterns I'm going to create? How, how am I going to remember that Jesus is present in the midst of my chaos? How am I going to take my eyes off of the storm and place as the object of my affection, the person of Jesus? Like, how am I going to do those things in my life in the midst of my chaos? There's this uh, fourth thought now. We've done observation. We've done interpretation. Mm -hmm. We've jumped into the application, the so what. And here's a fourth one. It's called correlation. Um, all of scripture 
from Genesis 1 all the way to the end of Revelation is either pointing to, to Jesus or it's telling us that Jesus is coming back. Mm. Right? It is this, the theological term is Christology. It is all about Jesus. Um, and there's this really interesting phrase, uh, here in Mark chapter 6. Uh, it comes at the very end of 48. It says that he meant, he's Jesus, he meant to pass by them. Um, that phrase pass by is actually the exact phrase that's used of God uh, when Moses is on Mount Sinai. And uh, we kind of know the story, right? Moses goes up to Mount Sinai. He gets the Ten Commandments. This is an incredible scene um, in the book of Exodus. And all of a sudden, God passes by Moses, right? Mm-hmm. And the glory of God passes by Moses. So what correlation does is it draws to our mind other stories other pictures, other images throughout the entirety of Scripture that help point us to Jesus. So when we look at a phrase, pass by, we think of the Old Testament, we think of somebody like Moses who never got to see Jesus. Like he never got to experience, even when the glory of God passes by him, Moses has to turn his back, or God has to turn his back, because Moses can't even see the fullness of the glory of, of who God is. But now I think about this passage, here are the disciples who get to see the full manifestation of God's glory in the person of Jesus. And in this moment, Jesus doesn't just pass by the disciples. He pauses, he sees their plight, and he steps into the boat with them to live alongside of them. And so I just think that's an incredible thought to know that Jesus accomplishes so much. um, And all of scripture is really pointing to him. And so we've done, I don't even know how much time that was, guys. That was like what? Eight minutes. Okay. In eight to to 10 minutes. Eight to 10 minutes. We have jumped into scripture. Mm -hmm. We've gone through four steps and we haven't gotten into Greek or Hebrew or I I haven't opened up any comment. You guys are watching me. I'm not cheating here. Am I? There's not a commentary. (laughs) There's no commentary. I didn't even open up my phone. Um, but we were able to, I think, um, glean so much from right. scripture by right. asking these questions um, right. and just kind of going through that process. And so right. those four steps, observation, interpretation, application, and correlation. And here's just a, a, probably a last closing kind of just encouragement. Um, anything that we love, we put our time and our, and our attention to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like I love fantasy football. Right. So on my phone, you will see an app that it will tell me all the things that take place. And you know, there's this new feature on the uh, iPhone thing. It tells you your screen time. Y'all know about this thing. I don't oh even want to look. I don't no. want I don't want that on my phone. <laughs> Listen, t- conviction. Yeah. I'm like, my wife's like, Joel, um, your fantasy football screen time. I think you need to be studying uh, or oh do something gosh. else. <laughs> but I mean, the things that we love, the things that we enjoy, we can get lost in right. so simply and easily. Mm-hmm. It's been, uh, binge watching the the Netflix shows or whatever it might be. And my prayer, my hope is that throughout this process, those eight minutes will turn into 10 minutes, will turn into 15 and we'll just yeah. get lost in scripture. But don't get worried about the amount of time that you've spent yeah. in here. Yep. It's the quality of time. Right. And every moment, every second with the Lord are holy moments. Mm-hmm. And so I think about my wife who is often uh, in a car line waiting to pick up the boys uh, from school and she will like open up her first five app and in those minutes she's got carved mm-hmm. out five minutes to be able to just jump into mm-hmm. scripture and for her we always talk about this 
those are the most holy moments for her. Now, right. she's got the fumes of other... So if you're in the car line, <laughs> please turn off your car. It's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. But, I mean, those are holy, special right. moments um, that God uh, uses to, to transform us and conform us into the likeness right. and image of Jesus. So good, Joel. I, You know, I think where, where you kind of started out at in all of this is kind of talking about how I feel like people look at the Bible like it's some big mystery right. or that it's this weird... It's really strange, especially Americans have this very strange relationship with the Bible, especially I'm not from the South, especially Southern Southerners, because it's so deeply rooted in their culture. Mm -hmm. And even like they have a family Bible, right? Like where, where I grew up, we did not have a family Bible guys. Like that was nowhere (laughs) in my, like, not at all, not in our house. Um, but I think because of that, there's this, there's, we create this barrier, Mm. That the most simple things that you would do with any other book, yeah. you don't do with the Bible. I and, and I think it's so good that you started out with saying, just observe, yeah. just observe the text. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, I think a lot of us, and I know I've gone through this in my own walk with the Lord and with my own time in the word is that sometimes I feel like, okay, I need to do, you know, I need to spend some time in the word. And so I go to it and I'm like, okay, I read a chapter, check. Right. I, and you almost have like this checklist rather than giving yourself right. permission, right? like give yourself permission, read four verses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just read four verses, read five yeah. verses, like be aware you would treat any other book. Like let's pretend like we're all reading a leadership book together. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you read one paragraph and that paragraph has grabbed you so strongly mm-hmm. that you can't move beyond right. that paragraph. Right. Cause, and you stop and you write in the side of it and then you talk to your friend about it and you keep, we like have this barrier with the word of God that we don't treat it like other books. Right. That, right. which I understand to a certain degree because it is the words of God. Like right. that right there. Wow. That yeah. should stop you in your tracks, mm-hmm. but don't let it stop you from actually digesting it in a mm-hmm. personal, in a real way and letting God speak to you through mm-hmm. it. Right. So I just think that's, I, I right. love that that's where you started with, with was observe, Yeah. you know, and giving yourself permission to do yeah. that. Well, I think too, um, on another side of the spectrum, you talked about reading a leadership book and, you know, right. letting, letting the Bible be that leadership. Right. You know, lesson Absolutely. That you need. But I think like I'm the kind of girl who nine months before I was born, I was in church. You hear a lot of Southern people say <laughs> Y'all, that. She, like, was, she was born uh, in Mississippi. Yes, <laughs> I was. You know, and it's like I heard hymns before I was on the other side of uh-huh. my mom's belly. And right. so for me, I remember like being a kid mm-hmm. and sitting in Sunday school and Joel, you remember felt boards? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Like so, Joseph and yes. his colored so, robes and like, all that. As a kid, you you go to Sunday school and they tell you Bible stories. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, like Meredith, your mom, like Harvey loves stories, I'm he sure. Loves and them. he loves telling them because you can get so into them. Mm-hmm. But I think as an adult, we go to the Bible and we think of it, oh, let, let me learn what I need, how I need to grow as a leader. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it seems like sometimes the magic of the Bible stories are lost, but they're true stories. Right. And so like I have found myself lately going back and just reading it being like, this is crazy. Like the other day, Meredith, we were in our team offsite mm-hmm. and you talked about the story of the four guys lowering the paralytic man yeah. um, through the roof and just how crazy that was. And <laughs> the most bizarre like, thing. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and how we can so easily miss those details or letting ourselves just think this is a real thing that happened. But if we just blaze through it, 
and just read it one time and go to interpretation, then we miss the whole like, how how did they get him up there? Did did they throw them up there? Did did right. they did they flop? Was there a ladder? Yeah, there a ladder? Like, yeah. Did someone pull him up? Yeah. Like, did he like what was that like? There? Yeah. What was everybody yeah. else thinking when these well, pieces right. of you know? Right. It didn't just happen instantly. No, it takes a minute. I right. mean, and then you know they were on that roof going. How are we going to dig the hole? Wait, don't dig it right there. You're going to fall in. Stop, right. stop, stop. I'm like, you gotta, yes. do you have insurance or not yeah. for this thing? Because right. how are we going to fix this thing? Right, right, right. Yes, right. yes. Like there's so many things that I feel like it just going to interpretation takes like the the not I don't want to say like funness because I think that that's not like a, a real word that I should use here. But <laughs> but like, you know, sometimes we think of God as like this holy God who's sitting up high and he's orchestrating it all out for our good. But yeah. also like he sent Jesus to be a real person to experience real right. things. And like he he's there with us and right. he, he wrote this in here to yeah. help us understand, you know, how like Rahab the prostitute can be can be used. Like people with pests and can in be the used. Line like, of Jesus. What, what was right. that? Yeah. What right. was that like? Or or the emotions that like Ruth and Naomi felt leaving, you know, mm-hmm. and right. like having that happen. So I feel there's emotions and there's crazy stuff like the sun staying up all know, day long. Right? Or like things like that right. that I just feel like as adults we automatically we go to the movies to see action movies. I love a good action movie. Yeah. Like not right. romance, like give me an action movie. <laughs> right. Lot anything, anything, war, all that kind of stuff. I want it. But I don't let myself do that in the Bible. And right. I just feel like that's where we can experience like what it was like. And yes. whenever we can put ourselves in our in mm-hmm. their shoes, going back to like the paralytic man. And thinking how crazy that must have been and how, like, did, did they have a shovel? Did they dig with their hands? I don't know. Right. But then that's where you can, like, you can put yourself in their shoes and not mm-hmm. just think about what it means for this lesson that I'm going to tell someone else. Or, like, right. reading the Bible for immediate, like, how, how do I and how know, does this build myself to, up and how yeah, do I give a charge parenting. to my team? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, like, what does it mean for me? Like you said, if I were in the boat, and I were being rocked by the waves. Yep. Like, how would I have felt, or how crazy would it have been? And like, what does it mean? What does it mean for me? Yeah, right. So well, I just think so we good. lose that. We I do. Think too, and Meredith, you taught the paralytic in, in a meeting the other day that, mm-hmm. that we were in. And yes. Now listen, like I've studied that passage of scripture often. Mm-hmm. Your observations of that text mm-hmm. blessed me so much because I never thought to ask those types of questions yeah. about that text. Yes. Yes. What were these guys feeling? And and so I didn't even get into this part of it, but this is the beauty of when the people of God come together right. to read scripture together right. because God has given us each gifts to be able mm-hmm. to inform. So here I am, I'm like writing down this is amazing. Yeah. And it's because we've been faithful to mm-hmm. ask those questions and make mm-hmm. those observations. Then the last thing, um, Kilich, you had said, this is exactly why in my personal, like I, in, on my nightstand right now, I've got all the big jumbo copy book of the Lord of the Rings. I have I'm Tolkien. not surprised by that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I've got notes in, in there, but what I found myself, and this is what I do to, to, to counteract the challenge of this right. holy book turning into some academic mm-hmm. or informational right. what helps me is to look at somebody like Tolkien who wrote the Lord of the Rings that is saturated with biblical truth but he pulls the mystery and he's pulling yeah. the awe and the majesty yeah. and I'm reading about these different um, like Aragorn who's a type of Jesus and then I go back into the scriptures and I'm like oh that's exactly where Tolkien got this idea and mm. now there's this mystery and there's this majesty and I'm always trying to remind myself like 
God has that in store for us. Right. That's so this good. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's really amazing. And I, I, I want us to park there for just one second because I think that there is like this, this tension that we walk in when it comes to the word of God, where it's, it's what has created the barriers, which is, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, these are the words of God. You know, like, whoa, that, like, just sit there for a second. That blows your mind. But also that it's totally normal people, like any other yeah. book, mm-hmm. like walk in that, you know, be, be confident that you can understand it. Yeah. And that you can make correlations like anyone else. Yeah. You know, I was, I was thinking when you said that last point, y'all, we make correlations in every other relationship and book. <laughs> We do it all the time. Right. Like how many of you have like gone to pick up your kids from school and thought, saw a lady walking in the hallway and you're like, oh, isn't that the girl from, that's all that word, that's all you're that's doing exactly. in the word of God is just opening it up and saying, wait a minute, isn't that the girl that I read about from, right. and then you go try to make that correlation with that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so just really stripping the, the, that barrier mm-hmm. between us and what God really wants to say to us through yeah. his word. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that's really great. And uh, Joel, earlier you mentioned your wife, Brittany, sitting in the car line and yep. reading First Five. And mm-hmm. so I want to talk a little bit about our First Five app because, Joel, you do a lot for it mm-hmm. in regards to theology. Yeah. Um, but Lisa Turkhurst had this idea, what, almost four years ago? That's crazy. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. In 2015, to start an app that allows women to spend the first five minutes of their day, like in the Bible, mm-hmm. reading chapter by chapter, verse by verse, Mm -hmm. not necessarily drawing conclusions about the text, but really challenging women to spend time in the word of God. And I think um, as a Christian growing up in church, it's like, do do I really need that? Like, haven't I already done this? Do I need another app that's just that simple? But yes, like you need Mm -hmm. an app Mm -hmm. that's just that simple. And um, if you're looking for a practical way to take what we've talked about today and start in a in a random book, like we've are, let's see, we are coming up on our study of Jeremiah. And that's not just a book that I would open up to for some <laughs> so light That's reading. intimidating. Right. It's super intimidating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like what in Jeremiah does does God want me to see right. that like applies to me right, right. now? And how, how can the stories be unfolded before my eyes in a fresh way? So if you're if you're looking for a practical way to study study the Bible on a chapter by chapter basis, the first five app is free. So each morning you'll read a quick five minute devotion based on the book we're studying. And guys, join us for Jeremiah. It's going to be great. Yeah. We just, I just got done writing the experience guide for it. And y'all, I am so excited about um, what I think we're going to journey mm-hmm. through and see how an ancient person like Jeremiah can so practically relate to situations and circumstances that you and I have on an everyday level. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is a miracle. Mm-hmm. Like I only God could do something like that where he, right. this ancient text could, could apply to every part of our lives today. So, but I can't give away too much. So you'll definitely need to grab the experience mm-hmm. guide and then download the app. And that join makes us. me so excited <laughs> about that study. I can't wait. Yeah. Joel said something really important, y'all, and that is an experience guide. So let me tell you a little bit about that. So mm-hmm. within our first five mobile app, you have daily content. You don't need anything to access that daily content. We just encourage you bring your Bible. We actually have the scripture in the app if you need it, mm-hmm. but bring your Bible. So you get your hands on that word of God, read that daily content. That's all you need. 
to engage with the app. But we also have experience guides that are going to help you take your study just a little bit further. They are written by Joel and his incredible team of writers on the First Five team. Um, they have additional maps. They have charts. They have all kinds of different study information that you really can't get anywhere else. This is created right here mm-hmm. um, in-house at Proverbs 31. And anytime you purchase something from our bookstore, what's really amazing is you're financially helping us continue to do what we do here at Proverbs 31 Ministries. Yep, that's right. And to download the First Five app, visit the App Store or Google Play on your mobile device. And to purchase an experience guide, go to p31bookstore.com. All right, thanks so much for joining us, everyone. We pray this teaching helps you know the truth of God's word and live that truth out because we know it'll change everything. Have a great day. 